Hey guys and happy Sunday. You already know the voice and you already know the show. Whatever. <laughs> but how are y'all doing today? Alright, we're gonna jump right into we're gonna jump right into it. And plus I'm traveling on I wouldn't even say good adrenaline. I don't even have my drink with me, so I'm kinda all over the place. So just bear with me for just bear with me for this duration. But um on to on today's episode actually, we're just gonna have a discussion about 90s R&B music. It's probably going to be it's well not going to be probably, but I'm going to break it up into three three sections. We're going to talk about 80s R&B, 90s R&B, and 2000s R&B. But today, we're going to break it down on 90s R&B. And that's just personally, that's just my opinion. I mean, you guys could argue me from here to the ends of the earth. I just think that 90s R&B was where it was, where it's going to be and where it was at at the particular time. But before we get in, before we get into that um, birthday trivia, we're just going to break it on down. This artist pretty much had her birthday just passed and she joined the Maha 50 Club. So it's like bag lady and on and on. And I have more hits than to name for her. We, She's known as Mother Mother Earthy. She's even coined the, uh, the Soul Cypher at the Soul Train Awards. You already know who I'm talking about. We give we give later belated later belated birthday to Miss Erica Badu, who just recently celebrated her birthday this past Friday. So, you know, much much respect to her and all that she has contributed to music. All right. So let's hop right into it. This is this is how we gonna start it off before we even get into it. Um well, you guys probably already know Versus. Versus had um last night D'Angelo and Friends. So for most of you guys who are not familiar with <laughs> D'Angelo, Mr. Neo Soul himself, Mr. Brown Sugar, me and those dreamy eyes of mine, shit damn Aga. Send it on up to you. <laughs> and other countless hits D'Angelo, D'Angelo, D'Angelo what more can we say we all know we all we all know that D'Angelo definitely his albums are classics and we all know he's probably the modern day female Sade cause he can come out with an album in 7 years disappear, come back do it again the whole nine yards maxwell he's another he he's another one who likes to disappear and reappear and i mean there's something wrong with that i mean the fan base i would say their fan bases are great i mean i enjoy their music as well and trust me i'll be waiting for more believe me but last night he had a couple of he had a couple of people stop by to uh grace the stage along with him i i did see red man and method man quite interesting um, he has he ha he's had some hits with them. I do know over 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 time. He also did a duet with her, because most of you guys know that with uh the uh with Lauren Hill with her classic album that has won prestigious awards. Um, you do know nothing really matters. That's my jam. So them two teamed up and duetted. Um, duet and nothing, um, nothing really matters last night. Him and him and Miss Her 
Miss hmm. her. She's quite, I like her. <laughs> Literally. She's good. When it comes to R&B, definitely she has her hand, foot, guitar, all up in it. Just saying. Everything but the kitchen sink. So her is definitely emerging and she's she's definitely uh she's definitely someone to look out for in the R&B game right now, you know? So um they did um she duetted with D'Angelo last night on the on the verses. Which brings me to this. Like I said, with 90s R&B I don't care. Like I said before, you guys can argue me to the ends of the earth. I have to say hands the freak down. <laughs> that 90s music, 90s R&B was where it where it's where it was. I'm just saying. Cuz we aren't with 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 the music in that and that whole and I say sorry. With it being in that decade, those 10 years so with ninety with the R and B music scene coming into we we've had genres. When I say genres of R and B, you had your pop, I would say your R and bubble, and B. You've had neo soul. You had regular R and B. You had regular R and B. You had hip hop soul and r&b also can't forget though can't forget that so you had different different criterias of music and with the artists that emerge i'm talking about male artists female artists groups and then also you've had artists that pretty much manage other people's careers and of course you have and of course you have and of course there's also been artists that pretty much wrote for other artists and scored hits and stuff. And this is when movie soundtracks also were big, were big. And you've had, um, and you've had certain artists or certain groups that appeared on certain soundtracks and that's how their career exploded, for example. So, you know, with art and also, like I said, with R&B music, you had your songwriters. I mean, when I say songwriters, you had songwriters like Diane Warren. Um, you had Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, who who their pen was crazy. You had Shakespeare. You had um, So Shock and Carlin. You've had um, you've also also you had Candy Burris and Tiny. Um, you had um, who else? I'm I'm missing <laughs> my my brain is scrambled. Like I said, if I don't have my Starbucks, I'm out of line, out of order. So, and there's plenty of more. It's plenty of more. Oh, Brian Michael Cox. There's plenty of more um, songwriters out here. Oh, Rodney Jerkins. Oh, I see. See what I'm saying? I'm going off the rails here. You have plenty of songwriters that pin the best. Babyface. See what I'm saying? I'm all over the place. You had a tons of songwriters that in the '90s. I mean, their pin game was so freaking strong. You couldn't even. You couldn't even deny it. And also with the artists. You've had artists that aged in the dark like fine wine. You've had them being groomed and pushed out. And then, of course, you have promotions. So you had concerts and you had, remember, I, okay, <laughs> let me throw it, let me go back in the time machine for you guys. Now, remember when artists used to come out and they would have promotional tours. So you see them at the malls. You've seen them 
you seen them you see them in like little little area arenas then when they did um things on the radio you seen them have like a little mini concert or they came up to the studio and played a couple of tracks off the album or you would see them at the record stores or on the um or on television like not even the morning not even the morning um morning television shows but you've seen them on video soul you would see them on trl you would see them on planet groove you would see them on um what's that other show you would see them on soul train you would see them on um what is that? What is that other program? What is that other program that I used to? 106 and Park. You would see them actually promote the music and have like little mini concerts on these on these shows. Or you would see them on the morning shows and they would sit down and talk about the album. Or even on the radio. You would see them go to different radio stations and talk about the album. They would play a snippet or two. Or even or even sometimes when they did the promotionals, you would have a cassette tape. See what I'm saying? Cassette tape or a CD that will play a snippet, a little, a little clip from the album or a song from the album or whatever they were trying to push to get on to um, Billboard. So, like I said, it was a lot of grooming with these artists. And once these artists exploded overnight, per se, it, it was just it was just all over the place. And like I said, you also had artists that artists that pretty much... Um, exploded when i say artists artists okay how can i say this i'm sorry all over the place <laughs> i do apologize once i don't have my drink i'm apologizing so much it's not even funny but i'm all over the place so you had certain artists that were artists themselves but then they also started to be producing producers so for example let me use one for you all you guys know the late and the great and the talented Heavy D. And Heavy D came emerging out, came emerging out, I would say, in pretty much like the late 80s. And over the course of the 80s, he put out albums and then the early 90s. And then remember now, you know, um, once, once, um, once Heavy D and the boys kind of cooled down a little bit in the early part of the nineties, you know, you, um, Heavy Heavy pretty much worked at MCA Records. He became um, he became head honcho after um, I'm I'm gonna slap myself because I'm forgetting this name. Andre Harrell stepped down and then moved on to I think Universal Universal Records. He also became um. Uh, you could say CEO or president of the record company. He also produced So For Real. You guys remember them, So For Real. Monifa, he had a lot of people in his record company. And also he um, also he did cameos on other people's albums as well. And he still tried to, tr and he also still did work with um, the boys as well. Um, Eddie F. Pharrell, who was a DJ in the group with Heavy D and the Boys, you can also see that he kind of veered off and even found talent into um, Donnell Jones. So what I'm saying is you also have artists that branched off to be, you know, head honchos of record labels and were scouting out talent, even for um, even for Diddy. You could say he worked under the wing of Andre Harrell until he pretty much branched out on his own due to he had a you know he got a big old ego <laughs> and he had to just fly and you know Andre Hero had to let him go didn't want to let him go but had to you know what I'm saying so it was a a cross between that 
And um, also Andre Harrell himself, the late Andre Harrell, you also say that he was also in a group before he ventured off, ventured on, and you know, with the help of his his assistant, I forgot, I forgot, who was also in the group with him, they went on to uh, Purdue you know do things for record companies and be their own you know their own bosses and with Andre Harrell he found Tyler with Jeff Red um Mary J Blige coined the term um ghetto fabulous you know was uh, you know formed uptown records at MCA it was just mind-blowing had on Jodeci you know Christopher Williams it goes on and on and on so also and also when I say with the um also we're promoting with R&B. You also had them on the daytime talk shows as well, from Oprah to Donahue to Ricky Lake, Jenny Jones. I can't, I can't forget those talk shows either. <laughs> they also emerged talent, and also, um, I can also say Maury did too. Maury also emerged um R&B R&B stars as well, and of course you had Star Search. I can't forget Star Search because that was like the mecca talent show of the world that had every artist on that show i'm not saying oh and i can't forget showtime at the apollo what showtime at the apollo i'm gonna kick myself for this one you guys remember showtime at the apollo you if you could make it i wouldn't say if you could make it there you could make it anywhere but showtime at the apollo definitely is a staple for black america when it you can't come, you can't, you cannot, I'm sorry, you cannot say you cannot have talent and you haven't been on either Showtime at the Apollo or Star Search, either one or the two, just saying, but the Apollo will let you know, Star Search, you just voted off by stars and you're voted off by, you voted off with judges, but at the Apollo, the audience was your judge, trust me. Y'all, y'all seen the show? Come on now. If you haven't seen Showtime at the Apollo, like really slap yourself. But um, as I was saying, back back as as to what I was saying, you have artists that also definitely were um definitely were CEOs in their own right, and then you also have artists that wrote for other artists. And I did not know. I didn't know that Brandy wrote for wrote for other artists as well as herself and that's pretty good because that's where the money's at too in songwriting people don't know that but definitely when you drop a pin on songwriting it's definitely proof is in the pudding now also when it comes to when it comes to when it also comes to 90s music well I say not 90s music but 90s R&B you also had a bevy of you also had a good variety of ladies in that time era. We're talking from we're talking from Karen White, Tracy Spencer, um, I'm missing someone, Vanessa Williams. You had um Pebbles, who remembers Pebbles? You also had um Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, Tony Braxton, Mary J. Blige. Um Kelly Price, Tanya Blunt. Um, you can also say, not sure who remembers Diana King. Her voice was definitely booming back then. Also, um, it's a couple of other it's a couple of other women's names that I'm 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 not getting off the top of my dome. But you've also had male artists that 
pretty much, I wouldn't say dominated, but you also have male artists that also were in the 90s were big too, like um, Keith Washington, um, Tony Terry, Johnny Gill, Luth, Luther Vandross, of course. Um, my many. Then you had also Brian McKnight. You've had... Um, There's so there's so plenty more when it comes to R and B music, and like I said, it's just the songwriting and the production. Remember the remember on the CDs and the cassette tapes that the uh, that the albums would be like almost an hour and some change, or almost two hours. I mean, the songs would be like five minutes long, six minutes long, seven minutes long. Remember inter interludes and instrumental and the extended version oh i also have to say also with the women also stephanie mills you guys um you come on y'all y'all know stephanie mills come on now she was also a good um she was also a, a good vocalist as well in the um you could say emerging in the 90s also late late 80s early 90s def definitely <clears throat> almost forgot about her also with like I said, also with 90s music, you can't forget the male groups. <laughs> We're talking about the male groups from Low Key, Today, Guy, Blackstreet, Immature, Mr., Imagine, As Yet, um, Men of Vision, Men of Vision, um, Shades after dark, Destiny's Child, um, Amari, oh my god, Black Girl, Divine, Allure, um, ch uh, say Cherish, um, TLC, I'll slap myself if I don't say that one. TLC, 3 dub that was later. Um, oh my God, the musical groups. It was IMX. There was um, Brownstone. See what I'm saying? Brownstone. <laughs> so much. Um, Cut close. See what I'm saying? It's a lot. It's a lot of people I'm missing off the off the planet. And when you had these these groups, male or female, like I said, the songwriting the songwriting game for these female groups were off the chain. Invoke. See what I'm saying? I'm missing a whole lot of people. And then you had these groups where there wasn't there wasn't oh SWV. See what I'm saying? I'm missing a lot of people. With the songwriting you had with the groups. These groups were definitely talented. You always had one or two people who emerged from the group who went on to being solo solo stars. We all know who they are. Um, we also have groups who stand who pretty much stood the test of time. Like I've told you, like Jodeci. I mean, um, I wouldn't say Jodeci, but you never know. I would definitely say Silk. I forgot them. See what I'm saying? I'm missing a lot of people. And back with the with the R&B cast, I also forgot to mention um, Keep Sweat. See what I'm saying? I'm missing a lot of people. And then you also have the groups, Drew Hill. You see what I'm saying? I'm missing so many people. DRS. You see what I'm saying? Just, just keeping people out of the loop. But also, 
with the albums and stuff and with these grooves, the albums, like I said, contained the albums had a theme. You had your dance hits, you had your slow hits, you had up tempo, you had you had certain hits that felt like morning and afternoon and nighttime and some calmed you down and some fueled you up and it, it was just a it was just a uh just a lot of talent. Oh, I forgot with the women also, Janet. See what I'm saying? I'm missing so much people. But I don't have my drink. Oh, Lord, my Starbucks. I'm over it. But I'm winging it for you guys. I'm just winging it for y'all. Also, also with, also with, like I said, also with um, R&B music of the 90s, it was just, like I said, you've had so many artists. So you had so many artists that had, you had so many artists who I wouldn't say stayed in their own lane. You had certain artists that would travel outside the box and they'd be like, huh? And then you had some that kind of stayed. And then you had some that was the epitome. Cause when you think of, cause when you think of, when you think of R and B divas, you don't think too high. You don't think too much because they were all in a melting pot. I mean, you have your legends like the Aretha's and the Gladys Knights and the Shaka Khan's, and then you come into the fold where you have the Whitney's, the Mariah Carey's, the um Anita Baker's, the Tony Braxton's. See, I missed her too. You also have the Karen Whites and. The, the pebbles and you know stuff like that and then you also have your young your young your young young ladies and i wouldn't say the young ladies but you have the uh, you will have the younger women of the group like you have Aaliyah and um Aaliyah and brandy and monica and then you have the, the downs from them and stuff like that with the rihannas and the beyonce's and things of that nature and even even into um the Terrell Hickses of the world and also um who what other R and B what other R and B with the younger girls came out after that? Um wasn't too wasn't too many, but my mind is trapped. And even with the male guys, you had um you had the soul cats, like you had um the Tony Terry's, the Luthers. Then you had the ones with the the visionaries with D'Angelo and Maxwell and you know, I forgot to put Michael in that equation too. And I forgot to put Janet in there also. But then you also had R&B, R&B, R&B that also struck a chord with, with audiences and came down and stuff. But like I said, you guys can argue me to death about 90s R&B, but 90s R&B was where it's at and where it was. And you just... And now, even dealing with 2021, you just don't find, you just, I'm not saying you don't find R&B music, but it was not as good as it was in the 90s. It just wasn't. It just was, just don't find good R&B music like it was back in the 90s. You can argue me down. And like I said, just because it's 2021 and music is a bit different in the R&B world, I'm sorry. The 90s music was where it's at and where it was and it's just so sad we didn't get a chance to enjoy all of that good music and learn to appreciate it as well as too okay 
let me see if there's anything I left out because my mind is all over the place and I had like a good a good episode for this one but like I said I'm definitely going to break it down into three parts this part right here we're discussing nothing but 90s R&B music and in the next one I'm definitely going to discuss 80s music 80s R&B and then we're going to go with the 2000 R&B up until today we'll try to see if we can pull up some some duggage for um for uh for that that segment but definitely but like i said you can argue me down with this i just think that 90s 90s r&b music was where it at well where it was and then also like i said when it came to artists working on their albums they took the time there was a lot of production and and band playing when i say band we're talking about you heard the drums, you heard the strings, the synthesizers, everything that was able to play into the record. Like I said, it was just these albums. Um, I forgot about records too. We had records, 45s, you know, all that good stuff. When it came into a record, like I said, it was just the production, the packaging, everything. And just going into your local record store and picking up the CD and, oh. You got, oh gosh, let me fly y'all back on this one. Remember when the artists would drop their album and they would be at the record stores and they would be signing them? Who remembers that? This is what I'm saying. Also with record stores, they're not anymore, but remember the record stores, Tower Records and um, EMI and it was just so many Sam Goody, remember? It was just so, oh my God. Oh my goodness. Ugh. Oh gosh, the 90s. Who could forget that? I'll tell you. Having nostalgia. <laughs> but yes, when it came to 90s R&B, it definitely is definitely the best. Period. Anybody want to argue me down? Trust me, you won't win. I just think that R&B, R&B in the 90s was everything. Like, it was everything. You've had people, you've had artists that even emerged and were growing and, and just every time just hitting you with hit after hit. Um, I could say, what's the word? Evolving. And just finding their own and just stepping into their own. Like I said, you had, not everybody was coming into each other's lanes. People had their own sound, their own flair. They were crafted. These artists were crafted back in their 90s. They were crafted to sing this song. They were they were honed to sing this song. They never... I mean, some, some artists have kind of crossed over a little bit, as you can say, into the pop world. But they still were R&B. Even though they were written out as being um, a sellout. And I don't like using that terminology, being a sellout. Because you, you sell out of what? You still... if you know, you don't sell out of anything. It's just that you cross over into something and it's, it's, it's just that the way the, the label markets you, they market you to be in this box. And then sometimes you just can't be within that box if you're trying to reach a broader audience. And also it's about marketing. So if they market you to be a pop star and you do and you sing pop songs. Do you think that maybe one time you might your your pop you, your pop song may cross into R and B if it sounds R and B? Can you differentiate what's what's R and B what's pop? No, because obviously they go hand in hand. If it's a popular song, 
it's going to be on the R&B charts. If it's an R&B song, it's going to be on the popular charts. So there's no wrong way on this. R&B is popular. Pop is popular. So what's the difference? So I don't see I don't see the difference with a person selling out because they were either honed in R&B or honed to popular music. It's popular music. Music is music. So it don't matter where it ends up as long as it sells and that artist is marketing and, you know, crafting on their work. But I do wish that when it came to, you could say music in the 90s, I would say R&B in the 90s. I, I would say one thing if it could be changeable. Usually with these artists and you hear the stories, especially on news magazines such as Behind the Music and um, um, Unsung, you hear the same story about the artists not owning the masters or not reading their contracts. And, you know, the record companies could be a bunch of leeches and they don't really care too much about you because they know that you're the machine behind them making money. So it's just, it's just, it's just if the artist took the time to know what's in their contract and have lawyers outside of the record company and knowing what the business is looking like. So taking the time to look over the perpetuity, the gratuity, what happens when you're selling records, making them into platinum, making them into gold, thinking that it's like borrowing money from the bank. You know, if you borrow money from the bank, you know, you got to pay that back, right? This is what... This is what our um this is what I wish would have happened back in the nineties when you know these record companies were dealing with these artists. It's a lot more work and a lot more insight and making and also the artists just making sure that they were covered on their end and also had entitlement to their masters because it's nothing it's everything when you have your recordings of your music and you have and you have substantial evidence and you're able to keep all the recordings of your music because anything can happen to the point where the record company has your music but you can't get your music and that's how you sell records especially if your music is being played or played on television and movies commercials cha-ching even after i would say that song could have been put out 50 years ago if you have the recording and the masters and saying that you've wrote it and it's been published and somebody else is licensing it, licensing it and, and using it without your authority, you can sue them and you can get paid for that because they're supposed to ask you first. That's the whole, the whole mantra about copywriting, the whole mantra about sampling. Even that's been, uh, that's been a big, that's starting to, well, actually it wasn't a big no-no back then, but it's been a big no-no now because we got one artist and he shot Renee he shall name nameless, but he's been sampling music like crazy. And that's terrible. When you can't make your own music, you got to take it from somewhere else. But I mean, people have taken other sampled a, a portion of people's music. And you do have the others that say, whoa, 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 wait. <laughs> let me get, let me see what this is looking like. Because this, this sound like my record. And there's nothing wrong with that. They made the record. They deserve to get broke off period the end so i say before you sample anything clear it up with the artist you have a better time not being in court that way but like i said i do wish with the artists back in the 90s with the r&b artists the rap artists the we'll get to rap soon too because i don't really talk too much about rap music but we'll definitely get into the rap game also because it's a lot of things especially 
Um, also, I would say the passing of a certain R&B artist. Um, we can we can go back into the time machine and the vault about that also. I mean, that's also shocking too. But you know, with the record industry, it's definitely a, it's it, they always say you the the cost and the fame of 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 it. And we know that the music industry could be a definitely it could be a drug, it could be a high, it could be. It could it could bring you to the highest highs and kick you down to the lowest lows, and it can just what also chew you up and spit you out. It's a doggy dog world. You hear the whole you hear the whole mantra when it comes to the, when it comes to the industry, and it's a lot. It's a lot. It takes a toll on you. It takes a toll on you. It takes a toll on you. Everybody everybody doesn't understand that human is human, and that we all are. And, you know, they expect you not to have a life. Your life is their life. And they don't expect you to go off or, you know, stay here or, you know, try to back up. But also, you know, fame is every 15, 15 minutes. You have your spotlight. Somebody else comes in and it's like a, it's like a bad competition. But you yourself have to know what you're all about. And you yourself know what you're have, you what you'll be up against. So you either can figure it out and navigate it along the way or stay down and not be looked over and be looked over. So it's a gamble. So you just have to make sure that when you're in the industry, you definitely look out because there's snakes all around. There's snakes all around. If you can find one good loyal person, and I mean loyal, we're talking loyal from start to finish. They know you inside and out would not let no harm, no hair, no nothing shall prosper against you. When they come to you, they got your butt, your toe, your hairline, all that. They got your, they got it all. They like, oh no, you don't. They know smell, taste, and hear bullshit from a mile away, or they sense it coming. They like, oh hell no. See, we we gonna go over this way. That would be one thing. Like I said. Yeah, that would be definitely one thing. But um, you guys, that is my time. Um, definitely check me out the next episode. I thank you guys for joining me today on this Sunday. Weird, isn't it? And I made it <laughs> without my drink. Dang, we ain't going to do this again. But anyway, you guys stay safe. And I'll see you next time. Later.